This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So Family Dollar, you know, the variety discount store, recently have initiated multiple recalls on products ranging from over-the-counter drugs to toothpaste sold at uh, their regional chains in nearly two dozen states. Now, they first issued the announcement at the beginning of October, which was uh, then sent out like four or five days later by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. And this was, of course, out of an abundance of caution. No one, uh, we haven't seen any complaints or heard any complaints. This is just completely for your safety. The recall is a wide range of items, including cold medicine, pain relievers, mouthwash, moisturizers, vitamins, along with my favorite, and more. So the affected products uh, were sold in 23 states from June 1st through October 4th. And uh, they apparently say the recall is being conducted because uh, they were left in, uh, you know, too warm a space and shouldn't have been shipped out to stores. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, did I say too warm a stuff? Could have been cold because they say uh, it was, uh, they were stored outside of, Labeled temperature requirements. Okay. So then uh, Family Dollar inadvertently shipped these products to some of his stores. So be on the lookout. Those of you going to the Family Dollar, you know where it's at in your neighborhoods, right down there to the left. And uh, you drive by it every day. And probably once every month you stop in and say, oh, let's see what they've got. Well, take it easy. Uh, <laughs> don't purchase, um, you know, toothpaste. Don't purchase moisturizers, mouthwash, pain relievers, vitamins, and most importantly, don't purchase and more. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So I was looking at this uh, story with the headline, the How Often Americans Really Shower survey. And uh, I was a little disconcerted, actually. This is a new survey on hygiene habits. YouGov asked 5,713 U.S. adults about their bathing habits. Okay, so think about this. How often do you shower? Less than once a week? 1% of the people answered less than once a week. How about once a week? How about that? 2% of the people only shower once a week. All right, what about once every six days? Isn't that within the week? 1% of the people. How about once every five days? 2% of the people. Every four days? 2% of the people. So there are people walking around that have not showered. I promise you that. 6% of the respondents said, uh, we shower eh, once every three days. 
Oh, okay. Uh, how, okay, how about once every two days? What do you say? 20%. Tw- that's a big number. 20% of the people shower every two days? Okay. All right, how about once a day? 51%. So almost half of the people you run into on a daily basis have not showered. Uh, that does not bode well. More than once more than once a day, 11%. Well, that, that just depends on what you do, right? I mean, you may have a job where you shower, uh, you shower before you go to work and after you go to work. You may have a job to where you shower just, you know, there's no need for you to shower uh, until you come home from work. So you go to bed clean, you get up, go to work, and then you shower when you go home to work. Some places you got to be clean going into work. You're supposed to be anyway. So you shower before you go to work. So uh, more twice a day, that's a tough one. Now, that that does happen from time to time, depending on you know what you're doing around the house, what you're doing at work. That's tough. So just it's amazing to me that almost half of the people that we run into on a daily basis. Um, do not shower at least once a day. Ooh, easy, <laughs> easy. Okay. Just easy is all I'm saying. I will say that no matter how many times you shower, uh, it's best to shower with Quinn's goat soap, uh, qpgoatsoap.com. I mean, most people buy soap from the store and they don't even realize what it's doing to their skin. Store-bought soap will get you clean, but while doing it, it's also drying out your skin. And then, of course, you have to keep buying products like lotions and stuff that's made by uh, the same company. Huh. Amazing how that works. Soap uh, doesn't do that when it's made the right way with goat's milk. That's what Quinn Pittman discovered when he first started learning about soap. And he's been making it the right way ever since. You want your skin to be clean but also retain its moisture, you need goat soap. And you'll want Quinn's goat soap. Quinn and his family, very proud of their product, and they want you to know about it. Uh, and, and good for Quinn uh, for being such a young entrepreneur. He's doing something most kids his age would not or maybe even couldn't do, and that's start a business. I've used the soap. I love it. You should check it out. Go to qpgoatsoap.com qpgoatsoap.com I was thinking about all the times you know even if you you know shower once a week less than once a week every day no matter how many times you shower twice a day three times a day you need Quinn's goat soap hello qpgoatsoap.com and you might as well get yourself a deal use the offer code Jeffy J-E-F-F-Y and get yourself 10% off the total order Q pgoatsoap.com offer code jeffy no matter how many times you shower be sure to use quinn's goat soap qpgoatsoap.com don't forget about the promo code jeffy and save a little money too and then that got me thinking about uh the uh, walking dead uh how many t- i mean they're showering a lot less <laughs> uh, i don't know if you know uh, it's got to be some serious funk going on in the walking dead uh, no doubt about it. I just got, we just got done with the, the, uh, final episode, the season finale of, uh, the walking dead, Daryl Dixon last night. It was really good for those of you listening live today is the 16th of October. The new talking walking dead is up. Uh, if you are a subscriber to the show, you saw it post earlier today. Awesome. The show was 
so good and so many beautiful places in france on the show i mean they're in paris we did get to see the catacombs and we see the eiffel tower and then they were also at the uh, montmajor abbey which is uh was a uh benedictine monastery for a while uh for a while yeah you know back in i don't know 949 ad <laughs> uh it's the oldest part of, it's just beautiful and then they in uh the last episode was it this episode the first time we saw it? yeah i think it was um we saw the mont saint michael in normandy which is gorgeous and it's it's on the coastline and it can only be accessed at low tide it is beautiful it became a fortress it was unpenetrated for the entirety of the hundred years war uh, between england and france two major sieges nope sorry nothing about it uh king louis the ninth i think wanted to turn the island into uh the main chapel for the order and uh then he said now nah, you know we'll make it a prison and ah, nobody can get there we'll make it a prison <laughs> so now it is a uh unesco world heritage site and it has a population of 29 people so i don't know how they got the go ahead for talking for uh walking dead daryl dixon to sh- film there but it is beautiful it's awesome oh you mean those shots when they were inside maybe they weren't actually inside maybe it was just filmed from the outside yeah that's possible that's very possible but it is uh what a what a cool thing so if you haven't seen uh daryl dixon uh the walking dead yet um well for sure listen to talking walking dead hello with jason buttrell and my son maximus and myself and we'll uh, walk you through those episodes but some beautiful footage from france during the six episode season one of the walking dead daryl dixon all right let's go to the break room i need something cold to drink desperately So, you know who I'm getting kind of tired of? Taylor Swift. Uh, that's all. I think, she, you know, that's great. She's, uh, you know, she's the new queen of the world. I got it. But uh, she's definitely doing what she's supposed to do because she's plastered everywhere. Uh, she showed up at the awards. She showed up on Saturday Night Live. Kel Travis was there. And then this was her big weekend for the Eras Tour movie. And the reports were, it's going to be 95, 97 million. Eh. They were saying, eh, maybe not so fast. Only 94 million. I spit on 94 million. <laughs> now, overall, globally, you're looking at, you know, 126, 130 million dollars. She was already, the pre-sales were already over 100 million. So it became the highest gross concert film in domestic box office history surpassing the entire 73 million dollar run of justin bieber never say never in 2011 and depending on the final weekend tally it's potential to set an october box office benchmark which is currently held by 2019's joker with 96 million dollars oh she'll beat that already she's already there that's she's gonna beat that i was really surprised that uh there really wasn't any promotion for the movie uh, she just announced it on social media. She's only got 350 million one, you know, 350 million followers. <laughs> so, you know, when she posts something, a few people see it. She's almost, you know what? I'm almost there. 
I'm not quite up to 350 million followers. So if you could follow me on X uh, at JeffyJFR, Instagram and Facebook is Jeff Fisher Radio. My Instagram is just about at, at uh, Taylor's level. I'm, I'm just getting there. I'm just getting there. So follow me, Jeff Fisher Radio on Instagram. You can follow me on my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can always email the show, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. And you can always order a cameo from me at JeffyJFR. That's not free, but, uh, you know, you just tell, type in what you want. Happy, glad, sad, mad, mean. And then cameo sends me a message. And like the good little hooker I am, I do it. So thank you for that at JeffyJFR on cameo. So apparently people, uh, I should say people, parents in Florida. Well, they're, they're people too, Jeff. No, I know. Uh, so apparently, parents in Florida are a little upset at a teacher, uh, a teacher that was teaching a class at the Academy of Innovative Education in Miami Springs. Um, I guess the teacher wanted a day off, so we show the class a movie. Uh, in my in the in my history, whenever a teacher needed some time off to go outside and you know catch a butt or hook up with the social studies teacher or whatever, or just sit in the back. No, no, it's not. <laughs> you know, head down to the janitor's room and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got the kids watching a movie. Oh, just want to come down here and take a couple of hits on the old the old bonkster before I go back to the class and uh, what do you got him watching well I turned down a movie uh, Winnie the Pooh Honey and Blood should be good it's fine for those fourth graders don't worry about it wait what yeah yeah I put on Winnie the Pooh is that the slasher movie <laughs> where Winnie the Pooh character go turns into a murderous savage that one yeah they're they're fine they're fine I'll, I'll, I'll get back to them in just a second let me let me have another hit of that They should be, they're fine. They're fine. <sighs> I've been gone long enough. I should probably get back to class. In about 30 minutes, I'll check it out. Uh, the kids were like, hey, what are we watching this for? <laughs> it ran for like 30 minutes. Now, I have not seen Honey and Blood, so I don't know what happens in the first 30 minutes. I'm guessing it isn't a love story. I'm guessing the movie doesn't start with a love story, but I don't know. Apparently, some of the kids said, uh, hey, can you uh, shut that off? We don't really want to watch it. I mean, it's about the character who turns into a monster and, uh, you know, Christopher Robin goes off to college. So, I mean, it's just a it's a fun adult movie on spin on Winnie the Pooh. Right. And he becomes a, a serial killing monster. Do you want the fourth graders to see that? I I don't think so. I don't think so. And plus, after that happened, you know that uh, the principal is like, wait, what? You, you weren't here to view the movie? You didn't see what was happening? I had to go down to the janitor's room and uh, just check with, the janitor, you know, because it had some cleaning to do. And it took longer than I expected. You know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> Parents a little upset uh, as well. I mean, fourth graders watching Winnie the Pooh, Honey and Blood. So, man, how's that homeschooling sound now, huh? I know. I know. In fourth grade, though, I'm thinking in fourth grade, I was, could I have, fourth grade, could I have handled Winnie the Pooh, Honey and Blood? Yeah. I, I guess I could have. I probably would have been one of the kids in the back going, she's down in the janitor's room smoking dope. Just let it roll. If you don't like it, go out in the hallway. Because <laughs> uh, I, I probably probably could have put up with it. But a lot of parents can have an issue. Damn those parents. You see where I finally, uh, I guess we finally get the news that uh, Sir Michael Caine is retiring from acting. He's 90 now. I, I feel like we talked about him retiring before. He was he did an interview uh, where he said he was thinking about retiring, right? But he was waiting for this latest film that just came out, uh, The Great Escaper. And so he was doing an interview uh, on BBC Radio 4's Today show, which, man, I love the BBC Radio 4's Today show and uh, he was on there and he was talking to him and he said i figured i've had a a picture where i've played the lead and it's got incredible reviews the only parts i'm likely to get now are old men yeah i don't know michael i'm sorry sir michael you're 90 so uh and i thought well i might as well leave with all of this what have i what have i got to do to beat this so he's confirmed that uh you know what i keep telling people i'm gonna retire well I am now. So no more Michael Caine. We're done with him. Uh, I love Michael. I love a lot of his work, man. He's awesome. He's made a lot of money. He's been in all kinds of parts that are just great. And uh, so go ahead, Michael. Take a break. You're 90. Stop working. I mean, he picks and chooses what he wants anyway. He does not like, not like Michael goes, you know, I really want that part. If he wanted a part, they're going to give it to him unless he's not. I mean, he's not. He's not playing the young leading man now. But if he if there's a movie role that they could make, he sees a movie and he goes, you know, I think I could play that part. Turn it into this. No, 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 no. Stop it. Michael is uh, the love interest of the 90-year-old man. No. Hey. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, Michael's not doing nursing home business. He's way beyond that. That's 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 sad. Did you even think to put that in for Michael? Because it's just sad. Although now I want to see Michael Caine nursing home business. Oh yeah. All right. Let me slide this wheelchair on over here. No. Is that a cane or are you just happy to see me? Oh yeah. Alright, stop. No, that's just just stop it. That's that's not even funny. It's not even I'm sorry, Sir Michael. Sorry. Take the part though. episode is brought to you by sax.com at sax.com it's easy to find your new vibe 
Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Who died today? Who died today? Suzanne Summers has died today at the age of 76. Suzanne Summers, you remember her from Three's Company and dead at the age of 76. She it says in the, this article that she's uh, best known for her roles in TV, Three's Company and She's the Sheriff. I don't even remember She's the Sheriff, but then as I'm thinking about it, I guess I kind of do. Anyway, she uh she passed away. She has survived breast cancer for over 23 years incredible uh but it finally i guess caught up to her although i mean you keep looking at me like i think that's what it is i don't know it doesn't say i don't know her birthday was today she was supposed to be 77 today and uh so she was ready to have a big birthday party and uh no Uh, now we're having a birthday funeral very sad so suzanne summers dead at the age of 76 then who died today again piper laurie piper laurie when you say to yourself piper laurie when you see the picture you'll go oh yeah piper laurie uh she was three-time oscar nominated piper laurie she was 91 i don't know if it was that or not i don't know i'm just it doesn't say it just says she was one of the great talents of our time and that she was 91 uh so she, you know, she retired uh, back in the 60s, I think, or somewhere in there, 50s, 60s, to raise a family, but then decided to come back in the 70s, uh, did Carrie, and she did a couple other parts that, you know, were huge roles for her. Then she played Frazier's mom in Frasier uh, back in 99, uh, which I believe she won an Emmy nomination. I don't know that she actually won the award then. I was reading about when she got her start. She was born in Detroit, Michigan, back in uh, 1932. And she was, uh, for some reason, it doesn't say why she was uh, in a high school in Los Angeles. But at the age of 17, Universal said, yep, we like you, and we'll pay you $250 a week. Then uh, for the next seven years, she started earning $1,750 a week working for the studios. You know how much... $1,700.50 Seventeen hundred dollars and fifty cent or fifty dollars were in 1939. That's a lot of money. She was living like a queen. She made her debut as Ronald Reagan's daughter in the 1950 film Louisa, and then went on to star in a series of undistinguished comedies and musicals. Yeah, she just did what the, you know, what the studio wanted. She worked with Rock Hudson and Tony Curtis, and uh, you know, a bunch of films. So she's in all those early 50s films. Uh, because she was working for the studio. Yep, you're doing that. That's what you're doing. We're paying you $1,700 a week. You go do that. Uh, learn your lines. Don't start eating too much food. Uh, you're looking a little pudgy. Okay, why don't you stay away from the cafeteria? Okay, <laughs> uh, It's tough work. So maybe that's when she said, you know what? I want to raise a family, and I don't want to have to deal with these people. Yeah, that's what exactly what happened. Uh, Piper Laurie, dead at the age of 91. Then we have one more. Who died today? Who died today? Uh, 
Andriano, a former victim of Jeffrey Epstein, was planning to start a new life in North Carolina with her husband and her children. However, she was found unresponsive in a hotel room in West Palm Beach, Florida. The official cause of death? Accidental overdose. So, back off me. Okay, it had nothing to do with that. And it probably didn't have anything to do with with Epstein, although that's why she was doing drugs is because she was so tormented from Jeffrey Epstein. Okay. All right. Sure. You got me. No problem. I know she testified against uh, Jelaine. Uh, Maxwell is still in prison and she, uh, you know, obviously was a victim of Jeffrey Epstein. Her mom uh, said that uh, no one is giving her answers. Well, yeah, the, her death is being ruled an accidental overdose. There's your answer, Mom. So, Adriano, uh, dead at the age of 36 in her hotel room. Rest in peace. So, a Copa Airlines flight, and I didn't know there was a Copa Airlines, but there is, uh, was uh, headed to Tampa out of Panama City uh, on Friday, and it turned back because the cabin crew was alerted to a suspected bomb on the plane that's always scary seriously if you're on a plane you don't want (laughs) to i mean that's scary so they turned around and they went back to panama and they landed the plane and they got everyone off the plane and then they had to check the plane for the bomb they said the bomb is right there in the bathroom and they opened it up and it was just an adult disposable diaper. What are we doing? You know how pissed I'd be if I was on that flight? Come on now. No one, no one said, let me check. We just went with, it's a bomb and we're going to turn this whole thing around and get everybody off for everyone's safety. No one said, let me take a peek. And not one person. Let me take a peek. Because I'm guessing that maybe somebody, or at least I would hope, somebody would have taken a peek and said, I don't think that looks like a bomb. Kind of looks like a diaper. There was doo-doo feces thrown all over the walls, the floor, the ceiling, and it stunk so bad. I don't think it was that. I don't think it was that. Although, I don't know. They don't say that. It could have been. Could have been all over the bathroom. But we just know... We just know that there was a diaper in the plane. Come on. Come on now. We had a little common sense. Nobody, the pilot didn't say, anybody check that out back there? Uh, it's actually a bomb. We're going to turn this thing around. Anybody check it out? He didn't get out and say, let me let me check this thing out. Nothing. We just heard that it was a bomb and we're going to turn it around. Okay. Well, thankfully, everyone is okay. And we, you know, we got back to Panama. We Everybody got off the plane and we, oof, whoo. It's not a bomb, and we can load our fat asses back on the plane and get ourselves back to Tampa. It's just amazing to me that uh, that would actually take place. But that's the world we live in, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. Good news, too, from uh, what we talked about uh, last week, the uh, uh, Kaiser Permanente uh, healthcare workers up in New York the, the, the 75,000 healthcare workers that uh, walked off the job 
They always make a big deal, excluding doctors. Yeah, we got it. Okay. They walked off the job for three days, and apparently they've reached a deal. They got a new deal. The tentative labor agreement comes in. The walk-off actually worked. Now, they didn't cite any of the terms of the new deal. Uh, I mean, they were seeking, obviously, higher pay and increased hiring, and of course, and, and always add more. But uh, so we don't know what the deal was, but apparently they've reached a tentative agreement. Now, and, I, and that could be Kaiser just going, yeah, just tell them we'll give them what they want. Get them back to work. Once they get back to work, we'll be fine. We could screw them again. So maybe that's very possible. That's very possible that's happened. But UAW is still on strike. They're, they're adding uh, people to their picket lines. Some Walgreens pharmacy employees walked off the job. We talked about that last week. I was at a drive-thru uh, window the other day, uh, and I asked the guy. He had the phone, a little phone handle in talking to me in the window. I said, okay, it's just you and me now. So are you all for the walkouts or everything that's going on with the Walgreens? And uh, now none of the walkouts happened here in Texas. Uh, and he was like, <laughs> yeah, no. So, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And then we, the actors are still on strike. Uh, they had a deal that apparently the, uh, the studios have walked away from the table again. So I guess we can, we don't have to worry about Netflix raising their prices. Uh, cause Netflix said they weren't going to raise their prices, or at least it was reported that they weren't going to raise their prices until the actor strike was over. So we have that going for us. Good news. And Rite Aid, I see, filed for bankruptcy. It's about time. I mean, they've been struggling forever, uh, especially since they got uh, robbed on the opioid epidemic lawsuits. Just completely agonizing. And we don't have to get into that. But they have more than 2,000 locations. They filed for Chapter 11. Um they are looking for to smaller you know they're smaller than cbs and walgreens and now you have amazon and walmart and they've struggled to keep up sales so they're they're going to restructure and close according to this story several stores Uh uh-huh and they're installing a new top executive so they're bringing somebody in new and they're gonna you know close a bunch of stores i'm sorry several and uh, then we'll see if they could make it work again who knows good luck to Rite Aid I'm sorry that you had to go through the uh, opioid lawsuits because that is agonizing but good luck Okay, so we've got uh, the NFL going on, the National Football League, which has been awesome. There have been some great games uh, going on. We have uh, the college football, the NCAA college football season. My Missouri Tigers, I might add, back in the top 25, uh, number 20, after their victory this weekend. Awesome win against Kentucky. We'll see how long that lasts. But some great games in college football. That Colorado game Friday night was a awesome game if you like football. Uh, Colorado up twenty nine to nothing or twenty nine to three at halftime, and then come back to lose. Stanford beats them in overtime. Just I love college football. Absolutely love college football. And then we have the WNBA finals still going, and they have tens of people watching that finals. I mean, tens, tens, maybe even dozens of people catching the. No, no, no. There's no, no. There's there's dozens. 
dozens of people. I saw I saw an overwhelming amount of stories talking about how good the ratings were for the WNBA. Uh, no, uh, they, you know they they are actually uh, comparing it to themselves, so they're doing better than what they were in the past. That doesn't necessarily make them good. And then we have the Major League Baseball. I mean, we're coming out of the wire in Major League Baseball. Yeah, hockey season started. Hockey season is going to go until, I don't know, 10 months from now. And it's never ending. Uh, but uh, we have baseball down to the wire. You've got uh, the Texas Rangers against the Houston Astros. And you've got the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks against the Philadelphia Phillies. Awesome. And then those are your final four. Then we head to the World Series. So awesome. I mean, that's, we're coming down to the wire. A lot of great sports going on. And I, when I say great sports, I don't necessarily mean the WNBA. But uh, I just wanted to throw that out there that they are. It is actually happening. It's a professional sport. Barely. But it is a professional sport. And uh, so good luck to all involved. I thought, I told you the Aces were going to win in WNBA. And they lost yesterday. And they should have won. They should have swept the series. So now we got to wait until Wednesday for them to go back to Vegas and they'll win at home. Maybe that's why they lost, so they could win it at home. I don't know, but they should have already, already won. What are you doing, Aces? What's happening? All right, what's going on? So let's pick up the pace. And I, I absolutely have not watched one second. Not one second. Not one. I, I, all, I thought about it. You know, last week I thought, oh, it's on Sunday. I'll do, I can flip over and catch a little bit of it so I can honestly say I watched some of it. Nah, football's on. I'm not switching channels. What are we talking If I switch channels, I'm going to another football game. Not going to the WNBA. Not going to happen. Uh, baseball, though. Uh, do they play tonight up against Monday Night Football with the Dallas Cowboys? And you got two Texas teams. Texas on fire. You got the, you got the Rangers and the Astros. And you got the Dallas Cowboys playing tonight. Holy cow. Which one do you choose if you're in Texas? Uh, that's why you have more than one screen. Okay. And I don't want to hear the TV guide version of, are the Rangers and the Astros play in the afternoon? And then the uh, Diamondbacks and the Phillies play in the evening, and they'll be competing for viewership against the Monday night football game. So you don't have to worry if you're in Texas. If you can still... You can still catch both games. It's fine. Ugh. Spare me. Okay, spare me. So I was reading a new study survey from a place called Owl Labs. And Owl Labs has been uh, around for, I don't know, half a dozen years, seven years or whatever. And uh, they did this study to find out uh, how employees feel about employers and, you know, one of the things that they uh, found that uh, uh, people like to be loyal to their companies when they have loyalty back. Duh. Uh, we talk about that all the time. Everyone wants loyalty. But to get loyalty, you have to give it. And so they did this study about uh, types of work that employees want or expect from their employees. And there's 15 different uh, different questions here. Uh, 69% of the respondents believe that their company is requiring them to work from the office because of traditional work expectations. I hate those. Man, do I hate those traditional work expectations. 
23% of employees changed companies in 2023, and this was more common among full-time office workers, 26% than hybrid remote workers. Okay. Uh, one in three workers spend 31 to 45 minutes commuting one way. I mean, welcome. That's living in uh, metroplexes around the country now, or around the world for that matter. Almost half, 46% of workers, are polyworking. With a side hustle or additional job, and a further 36% plan on starting one in the future. Okay, so let's pause for one moment, shall we? Uh, 46% of the workers say they are already poly-working. 36%, which would get you to uh, 82% uh, plan on starting one. So 36% plan on starting one. So you get to 82% poly-working. Okay. That's called Bidenomics. I don't know if you know that. That's why people are doing that. It's just, I don't understand that they can't get that. This is why it's happening. One in four workers would be willing to sacrifice 15% of their annual salary for flexible working hours. Okay. Seems a little strange to me. I mean, you know the job going in, right? So you know that's what you have to do to earn the money at Okay. Uh, more than 58% of hybrid employees uh, called, they call this coffee badge, also known as showing face at the office and then leaving. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. How you doing? How you doing? I'm out. Have a nice day. Yeah, that's a good move. Uh, 56% of workers said that their level of work-related stress has increased since last year. Okay. Uh, 94% of workers say that they could be convinced to come to the office. They could be convinced to come to the office. Okay. So if you're a remote worker, uh, here's a convincing way to get you to come to the office. Um, if you don't, you're fired. That's, I mean, I know those are traditional work expectations. Wow. Okay. Uh, if you, if no longer able to work remotely, uh, they they and remote workers would expect a pay increase to make up for additional costs. Yeah, I mean it's expensive to drive back and forth to work or have transportation back and forth to work. No question. However, uh, that's the deal you signed up for. I know that Bidenomics, and I'm with you 100. percent Believe me, you have no idea how I'm on your side on this. But that's the deal you signed up for. Um, it's tough to tough to make that 68% of managers believe that their hybrid remote working employees are missing out on impromptu or formal or informal feedback. Well, yeah, but they're also maybe doing a little bit more work than the rest of them. Um, yeah. Okay. 80% of workers experience lost time due to technical difficulties during online or hybrid meetings. Do they, do they though? Do the, <laughs> You're breaking up. I can't. Oh, damn. Oh, no. I can't. Sorry. No. I got to. Pooh, man. I wish I was there. Sorry. That's why I said at the beginning of the pandemic, a year, three years ago now, right? Three. Holy cow. I told everyone, you should have followed my plan. You get yourself a cut out of you. Get yourself a cut out of you. And that's what you put in front of your camera. You can do anything you want behind that cutout. But as soon as you show up for the meeting, hey, Bill's here. Yep, 
I'm here, move it back and forth a couple times, and you're good to go. We wouldn't have had any problems of people diddling with themselves on camera. I'll tell you that. Because you can do anything you want. You got something in front of the camera. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Sound like Joe Biden. 80% of workers, uh, 44% of workers said uh, generative AI will help them do their job faster and more effectively in the next five years. Shut up. Okay, stop speaking, 44% of the workers. 64% of respondents feel that their company uses too many communication platforms. <laughs> oh, you didn't get my text, you didn't get my email, you didn't get my chat, you didn't get my my LinkedIn notice, you didn't get my Gmail, you didn't get my... I mean, it's unbelievable. That's absolutely right. All right, uh, that's just a funny Owl Labs perspective of people working. I'll leave you with a joke of the day and we'll get the heck out of here, all right? So a woman... And let's just remember, it's a joke of the day, okay? It's just a joke of the day. A woman walked into the kitchen to find her husband stalking around with a fly swatter. We've all been there. And uh, she asked, what are you doing? Hunting flies. And uh, have you killed any? Yep, three males, two females. How could you tell them apart? Three were on a beer can, two were on a phone. Three were on a beer can, two were on a phone. Good night. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.